Thank you for joining for another episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. We have a very special guest today, and uh, it's just me, Justin Knott, on the episode. And if you've been listening as a healthcare marketer or a physician out there at all trying to grow your practice, you probably run into Neil Patel. He's done an incredible job growing his personal brand as well as his agency. So Neil, I'm really excited to have you on today. So why don't you introduce yourself for people who may be unfamiliar with who you are and tell us a little bit more about kind of what you do. Sure. My name is Neil Patel. As you mentioned, I have an ad agency called Neil Patel Digital where we help people grow their traffic. I blog about marketing at neilpatel.com. And yeah, I just, uh, and I have a free marketing tool for all you physicians out there called Uber Suggest that you can check out. Yeah, absolutely. That's been one of our go-to tools too. It's been really impressive what you've been able to to do over the course of the last year to just give so much value in a free tool. So I know all of us marketers out there are really appreciative of it. Uh, thank you. So I kind of want to jump right in. Um, obviously, when I reached out to you, I just felt like you had you could lend so much incredible advice. Obviously, with the shakeup of COVID. And the landscape over the next six to 12 months, kind of what we need to be doing as healthcare marketers, as well as providers and healthcare organizations to grow our practices kind of in this environment. So to kind of get started, I know you actually just put out an article about this. What are you seeing? Because obviously a lot of other industries are being adversely affected. What are you seeing from a search trends in the healthcare space that we maybe need to be aware of um, as it comes to kind of taking advantage of that for healthcare marketers out there? Well, first off, we're seeing a big surge in traffic for anything healthcare online uh, at this moment. So if you're in healthcare, you should be getting more traffic. And a lot of people are just looking for information. They want to stay healthy. We're seeing traffic increases, not just related to COVID, but just general health, well-being, cooking at home, recipes, um, staying healthy, home workouts, mindset, all that kind of stuff doing really well. And right now, people are just looking for a ton of free education and advice. It doesn't mean that they won't pay for products or services or ebooks or training. It just means that you got to start off by having an amazing free product to get them in the door, free information. And if you can provide them enough value, you can then eventually sell them on something. I couldn't agree more. I just think that, as you mentioned, for patients, whether they're dealing with anxiety or say they just found out they're pregnant and they want more resources about that, most of the time you can walk through the door of your practice to find out that information and ask your doctor's questions, but you can't. So I just feel like it, I think you maybe agree, it's, it's served up such a big opportunity for physicians to position themselves as a thought leader if they're willing to invest in, in content. Wouldn't you agree? It definitely. And look, right now is the time, especially with everything going on in the world where it's like, just continually provide value. The more value you provide, the more people appreciate it. It's also a good thing to do. And uh, funny enough, indirectly, you'll see more revenue to your business as well. I actually saw um, what the email you sent out today from an agency perspective, it looks like you're trying to implement some of what you just alluded to, even with your existing clients that either could be in industries that are are struggling right now or even healthcare related, what have you been doing on your end with the tools and resources you have available to try to kind of like you said, give back now so it'll reap benefits down the road? Sure. So with clients and customers, we try to tell them to give away more for free. Like with us, we gave away more of our Uber Suggest software for free. That's helped uh, people. 
it, funny enough, indirectly, it caused our community to buy a lot of our paid product for a few days to support us with people saying thank you. Yeah. Uh, of course, we saw still a decrease in sales because if you give away more for free, you know, yeah, you may see a quick spurt of people saying thank you and buying, but after a few days, it does die down and less people will purchase. That's just the reality of it. Yep. The other thing that we've seen like with our clients is encouraging them to give away more for free. Funny enough, they've seen similar benefits. Uh, we've been pushing harder on paid ads for our customers, even though conversion rates are down, as in, you know, if you got 100 visitors before and three bought, now you may get 100 visitors and only two buy. But the difference is, is paid ads in many cases are three, four times cheaper. And yep. because of that, you can generate a much better ROI even with the dropping conversion rates because of the cost to acquire a visitor or to get a visitor to your site is much cheaper. In general, when we look at the whole picture, what's the cost to acquire a customer? Before uh, COVID-19, our customers on average were getting a 31% ROI from their paid ads. Mm -hmm. And now it's roughly 53%. Um, wow. To give you an overall perspective, that's a 71% increase in ROI. That's huge. And that's, I mean, at the end of the day, what matters the most, obviously. Definitely. And then we've also been telling our customers to, to help boost their conversion rates because people are more strapped for money due to things like unemployment, other bills, less job security. They're more careful about what they're spending. We've been telling our customers to offer payment plans like, you know, a firm offers that or you can offer your own whether it's if you're selling e-commerce products or if you're selling ebooks, you can offer monthly payment plans. And in general, we're seeing that boost conversion rates right now around 12%. That's a, that's a really great advice. We actually, we have an online training platform that my wife has, and that's been really effective for us through this time is to provide, we launched last month to coincide with a monthly payment. And that's been, as you mentioned, a, a, a very beneficial boost in sales because it's a way less of a commitment for 75 bucks a month versus 900 or whatever it may be for your course or something along those lines. Exactly. So I'd love to get your advice. Obviously, there's been a massive shift toward telehealth with everybody having to close their doors and start kind of opening them virtually. What would you give from an advice perspective for people out there? I've seen or I foresee over the next six to 12 months, depending on what specialty you're in, say it's behavioral health and mental health or a lot of other specialties, you kind of lost your geographical marketing borders because used to it was, well, how could you get people in 15 or 20 mile radius who are willing to drive to your practice? Well, now as a mental health practitioner, you could reach patients all across the country or across the world. What do you think are the best ways that they sh people should be either forward thinking or taking advantage of that kind of loss of geographical borders? You know, like the Zooms, the telehealth, anything that you can do that's virtual, online, Skype, uh, I think that's a great way because then you're not limited to even in health, you're not limited to a city, you're limited to a whole region. Now, if you're a health practitioner, let's say like a doctor or anything, I could be mistaken, but I think your license only works per state, right? It doesn't work globally. Uh, yeah. It depends on what type of physician that you are for sure it's definitely on a case-by-case -case basis you some like mental health can be fairly safe but once you get into even therapy I was talking to a therapist the other day and that's very state focused because of the way that different states handle 
either their billing or the training that they provide. So you can be geographically constrained to your state for sure. So one thing that I would end up doing is, um, uh, what is it called? At least, you know, going virtual and broadening out to your whole state instead of just your own city. Because like if you're giving therapy and mental health sessions, you know, someone doesn't have to necessarily come to your office for you to do that. In theory, you can do that online as well, right? Virtually. Yeah, expand your customer base, right? Expand your ad campaigns and your marketing and go more broad to outside of your city and just go more general into a bigger population and see what happens. Yeah, I think that's that's a great point. I don't know how much you deal with it. I know there's been an issue as actually we were, I was talking about this earlier. Me and my wife have been trying to get our families together over Zoom and it was an a lesson in technology disparity between the elderly population who has just so happened to be the most affected by COVID and their ability to use even Zoom. It took about 30 minutes to get, I won't say who, but one set of our parents onto Zoom so we could see them. Do you have any advice? I know you've talked about chatbots recently, maybe anything that could help and kind of increase that older patient base from a technology adoption. I know that's a concern as you got the people that are most affected by COVID, but they may also be the most difficult to be able to get the point of care to them. Yeah. So for things like that, like even my parents, I probably won't be able to get them on zoom because they don't know how to do it. Um, <laughs> exactly. I start using like FaceTime or whatever's on the yeah. Google Android phones. Uh, Cause then they can just click the accept button. Uh, most people have WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp has video as well. So I would yeah. try some of those as well. And that'll help out in the short one. Yeah, I think that's a great idea is try to keep it to one, one click if possible to get them on. Yeah. And try not to get them to install new stuff because if they had to install new stuff, it's just not going to work as good because then you're yeah. going to have a struggle to getting them to do it. Yep. That's, that is a great point. And obviously I've been following you for a long time and, and watching your Neil Patel brand itself grow over the years. So I'm sure you have some great insight. This has been a space we've been trying to kind of preach a lot to physicians that it doesn't matter what niche you're in. Um, a lot will give pushback as well. Nobody's going to be listening to an infectious disease doctor and what they have to share. And, and so if there's anything that you have, there's so many providers out there wanting to establish themselves as a thought leader or even kind of leave their legacy long term on their patient base. What do you think kind of the best ways to start out if you're looking to kind of grow your engaged community as a, as a, as a potential thought leader in whatever specialty you may be as a physician out there? Um, so what I would do is try to go out there and do podcast episodes, uh, hit up other websites, do guest posting. Uh, you probably know other physicians do uh, Facebook live with each other's audience, get more brand exposure that way, go more live on social media, just like all those kind of things will help you get your brand out there. And I believe will help you in the long run as well. Have you, what have you seen, especially now with a, with obviously Facebook groups have been growing. There's a group for everything now, um, as they've even been pushing. And now that even if you have a say public figure page, you can join them. Uh, can that be a really good tool potentially? Cause there could be like autoimmune disease ones or cancer groups. I mean, there seems like there's almost a hungry audience potentially just sitting there right now. Do you think Facebook groups could be a good avenue, especially if you have a really specific niche that you're going after um, and trying to build thought leadership in? 
It is, but the problem with groups is the reach isn't as good as it used to be, but it is good. It's better than nothing. That's true. Okay, that's I cool. I find the, the reach is better when you go live. Oh, okay, that's good. So you think leverage Facebook Live over groups? Yes. Okay, that's good to know. What have your What has your experience been with LinkedIn Live? I know they're still trying to work out some of the kinks with it as they're rolling it out to a broader audience, but have you found that beneficial? Very beneficial. And because LinkedIn Live is not popular as the other ones, they're much more generous with spreading it out and show, increasing your reach. That's a great point. I'm a, I'm a big believer as any time one of these larger platforms rolls out a new tool, adopting that, and the best way possible, they usually have opened the floodgates from an organic reach perspective. Have you found have you found that historically as like Facebook rolled out there live? These tools are usually it's behoove you to adopt them regu- relatively quickly. Yes, but then eventually it goes back to normal. Sadly, yeah. <laughs> you get a, you get a brief window of success. Exactly. So might as well use it while you can, because it lasts usually like three months to a year, depending on the network. Okay, that's that's good to know. <gasps> And they don't just crush the reach, they slowly taper it back. Okay. All right. Interesting. So that's good to keep in mind, all you physicians out there, is you've got a, you've got a window here with LinkedIn Live that as it gets rolled out is, is definitely make use of it because it's only going to last for so long. Exactly. But now it's, it's, you have to like strike where the iron's hot, right? Because if you wait forever, eh, you're pretty much going to be shit out of luck. Like your competition is going to get the notoriety over you. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. What about from a tools perspective? Obviously, uh, I want the users to know a little bit more. You mentioned it um, for Uber Suggest, but if there's any other tools that you recommend for healthcare marketers or physician practices that they should be looking at leveraging, whether it's chatbots or Uber Suggest that you think could be uh, really good things that they need to get onboarded to relatively quickly? Yeah. So, you know, the tools like Google Analytics, Uber Mm -hmm. Suggest, those are good. Google helps you track your overall growth. You could use chatbots. I would test out Intercom uh, or Drift so you can talk with your patients on demand or potential patients. You can use ManyChat. It's a tool to connect with your audience through like text, email, and Facebook Messenger. That one's also cool. They have a free version as well. So that one's worth checking out too. Oh, that's great. Then I had kind of a, it wasn't in the notes I sent over, but I wanted to see if you had, I, I wanted to know if you have a, either it's you personally, or maybe even for your agency, do you have a, a word for the year? Maybe it's been shaped by what's been going on with COVID, but I'd love to hear, do you have a word for the year and maybe why so that you'd either like your agency to be remembered or what you're trying to focus on this year? We don't really have a word or anything like that. We're just trying to survive and help other people out. That is a, that's a, that's a good thing to do right now. I think everybody could use that. Maybe the word is survive or social distancing, right? (laughs) If you guys want to remember something, just try to stay indoors. But you know, your audience knows that better than anyone else. For sure. That's a great point. And then really kind of to wrap up, um, I really appreciate you taking some time, but what is, uh, what's a good way for people to uh, get connected with you and uh, learn a little bit more about you and, and what you've got going on? NeilPatel.com. You can find all my links to everything there and uh, I push out a ton of free stuff every single week. Excellent. Well, thank you again for coming on, Neil, and we'll make sure that we get all of those links in the show notes so people can get connected with you. And I really appreciate the time today. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's latest episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. 
don't forget to subscribe and review on your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify, or you can sign up to receive the latest episode via email. Just check it out on my agency website or my personal website. And if you are looking for more amazing healthcare marketing information or just to engage, check us out at entropy.com. And for any of my amazing physician liaisons out there interested in growing their physician referrals or learning the strategies that it takes to build highly engaged physician referral networks, check out my website, kellynot.com, where I have free webinars, free downloads, and of course, my online physician liaison training course, Physician Liaison University. And as always, I'm a huge believer in connecting, engaging, and supporting one another. And the best way we can do that is networking. And I always, always connect with you guys on social media. And one of my biggest social media platforms is LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with me there on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter at Kelly Knott. And thank you guys again for listening to the Patient Convert Podcast with your host, Kelly Knott. 